Hey folks, it's time for Mac Geek Gab, and I will bring us our quick tip of the week with Cellular's Low Data Mode on your iPhone. You turn this on by going to Settings, Cellular, Cellular Data Options, Data Mode, and then choose Low Data Mode from the list. This is something I have on all the time on my phone. It doesn't seem to do anything negative. What it does is it defers some operations from happening while you're on cellular until later on when you're on Wi-Fi, things like picture uploads in the background and that sort of thing. And I think it gives some apps some hints too. So you can save your uh, data by saving your wallet by turning this on. More quick tips like this, plus your questions answered and some cool stuff found with a special guest today on Mac Geek Cab 995 for Monday, August 14th, 2023. <laughs> Folks, and indeed, welcome to Mac Geek Gab, the show where you send in your quick tips like that one. You send in your cool stuff found. You send in your questions. We share your quick tips and your cool stuff found. We answer your questions and then we string it all together loosely into an agenda that hopefully gives us each the opportunity of learning at least five new things every single time we come together. Sponsors for this episode. Include MacPaw.app slash MacGeekGab, where you can get 5% off CleanMyMac X today. Hopwater.com slash MGG, that's H-O-P-W-T-R.com slash MGG, where you can get 20% off your first purchase today. And LinkedIn.com slash MGG, where you can go and post your first job for free. We'll talk more in depth about each of those shortly here. For now, here in Durham, New Hampshire, I'm Dave Hamilton. And here from our nation's capital, Washington, in the District of Columbia, it's Pilot Pete. How's the How's DC today, Pilot Pete? It is uh, mostly cloudy and and warm. It's going to be warm today. We're heading over to uh, Arlington National Cemetery in a couple hours. Uh, a squadron mate passed about thirty years ago, and uh, now they're going to inter him with his father, who recently passed. So oh. it's a it's a bittersweet uh, gathering of old squadron mates and family and friends and all that. But yeah, uh, yeah. a chance to formally say goodbye to uh, to a squadron mate who, nice. who gave his all to our country. So yeah, well, my my condolences, and and I know I don't thank say you. this often on the show, but again, thank you for your service, Pete. Oh, thank you. That's very kind. Yeah. Uh, I did mention we have a special guest with us today, although it's uh, it's someone who has been on the show recently. Adam Christensen, thank you for joining us, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Absolutely. You can uh, for those of you who don't know, Adam does a show called MacCast, which he's been doing exactly six months longer than we've been doing <laughs> Mac Geek. Yet. We figured that out the other day. So, yeah, we absolutely did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you need to go on hiatus for six months, and then we'll tie. And- <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're. I think you actually end up being a little more uh, consistent than I am. So I think you've actually done more episodes. At this oh, point. isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Do you when when because we hit a thousand soon? Will you be hitting a yeah. thousand? Like- yeah, it'll be another year, probably. Oh wow. I mean, huh? I, I, okay. I want to say I'm at eight eighty. Oh, wow. I always forget six or something. We, we did, for a few years, we were doing an extra two, two episodes two a month. Two shows a week, right? Um, a month, yeah. A month. An extra two a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 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 Cool. Well, I'm happy to have you here, Adam. Thank you for doing this with us. It's very been, glad uh, to be here. It's been a long, I mean, I, it's been two weeks since you were on the show, but 
prior to that, it's been a long time uh, since we've had you here. So I think it was Mac Geek Up 300 yeah. is the last was time. Way, Whoa. way back when. Yeah, way, way back when. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when we were just babes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Virtual children. Yes. Virtual children. Well, yeah. maybe. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. Hey, uh, for our next quick tip, it comes from listener Ben, who... Uh, you know, we love keyboard shortcuts. And he says, I discovered an unlisted and undocumented keyboard shortcut in pages on the Mac to insert a new page in a page layout document. And that is command shift. N. he says, I tried it and it worked like a charm. Thank you for that, Ben. That's uh, I, I love quick tips like that. Command shift. N. it went in page layout mode. All right. Cool. Yeah. I, I, these undocumented ones, like the unlisted the, the commands like the one we found with the finder last week to change the icon size in list view. Like, it's just weird to me that they exist, but there's no menu option for them. There used to be somewhere and I, I it was an app or a website. I don't remember which now I'll go have to look for it, but it had all those keys strokes. I mean, thousands of mm. them available to you, but they have play with them, find them, send them in. Yeah, they haven't brought the doesn't the iPad has that feature, right? Where if you hold the command key in the app, it will pop up the shortcut. Yes, right. And that's not on the Mac. No, but there's a there, you're right. So it's so th you just th that's the hidden quick tip right there is it on the iPad. If you have a keyboard attached, right, it is. Is it the command key? You hold down the and command key. Down. Yeah. Yep. And then it shows you all of that. Uh, all of the the available uh, uh, shortcuts. Short, thank for, you for, for that app. Yeah. yeah, right. There used to be a there used to be I don't know one uh, like a third party tool for the like app or something for the Mac. But I think when Apple redid the whole system security thing, that may have gone yeah. away. Isn't that PopCare from Ergonis Pop Systems? Pop, yeah, PopChar, PopCare. Yeah, does that still Pop exist? Char, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it, I mean the the website still exists. Mm. I can't find a uh, um, like a change log. I, I can't find a something that tells me when the last time it was updated. But I, I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, yeah, because because it did the same thing. It would show you the uh, the list on the screen of of all the. All the available things. So, yeah. So, um, and, and also hidden in there in that an impromptu quick tip on any program on your Mac, if you go up to the file, any the menu across the very top bar, hit pull down one of those menu windows while it's displaying, just touch the option key and see that, see the changes that come. There are dozens of changes there for your, for your viewing pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But some of these, like this one that Ben just highlighted, don't yeah. happen that way. And no. yes, Popcar, Popchar, whatever we're going to call it. P-O-P-C-H-A-R. It's linked in the show notes. Uh, 9.5 for Mac was released on May 15th of 2023 of this year. So it full Ventura cool. compatibility, all the things. It, it, so, yes, it is. No, it's an, actually a, pop. It's probably pop care. Pop care. Like character. Yeah. That's yeah. You're yeah. I think that's probably that makes a lot of sense. I would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> but when well, you, when you it, put it, it that way, I realize that yeah. <laughs> when you read it though, it's, it looks like pop char. Pop so char. I'm just saying. Yeah, sure. <laughs> call it whatever you want. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, just call it. Make sure call you call it. it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Tony notes that uh, Freeform, Apple's app Freeform, is now a uh, populated in as a share sheet option on iPhone. So you can take things and uh, send them over to Freeform just from the share sheet, which is great. But it begs the question, do either of you use Freeform? <laughs> <laughs> I have not started I using it yet. I was I was going to actually comment on this because, like, uh, you know, I work 100% remote. And so we're on, you know, remote all day long. And we used to use whiteboards, you know, in the office frequently. Yeah. Um, and you'd think this would be a great tool. The, the problem is, you know, our whole office isn't on the Mac. So it doesn't right. end up being a useful tool. And then, you know, oh, I do my show by myself. So I don't really have a, a need for it outside of you know, a work environment, I'd love to use it. I mean, we have other, we have other whiteboard apps that we, we don't use either. Yeah. You know? I forget the one that we have access to at the office. It's, uh, but I mean, very rarely do we actually get on it. Yeah. They're handy though. If you use them, I mean, they're great tools. Yeah. I, I guess I, like I'm wondering, yeah, I got to think of a, a, a use case to just test it out with. I'm thinking maybe like, the next trip I take with my family or something, this would be an interesting way to just like start that process. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'd be curious, folks, if you're using Freeform at work or or if you especially if you think you have sort of a, a, an off label use of it, we'll call it right. Like Apple says, use it this way. And you're like, well, yeah, that works. But here's how I'm using it. Let us know. Feedback at MacGeekGab.com because that was You heard him. Feedback at MacGeekGab.com. What do you say, Adam? Feedback at MacGeekGab.com. That, that is go. correct. That, that is right. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, what's our next one? Steve. Steve. Steve writes yeah. in. Yeah. He says he's not sure if this is cool stuff found or quick tips. I think it's more of a quick tip. So uh, he said to compliment Todd tips in 994 on using FaceTime as a backup camera, which I still think is brilliant. Do you know you can FaceTime yourself? Okay, first of all, why would you need to do that? But secondly, he says there's multiple usages that I can think of. If you need to test a wire or lights or you name it in another room, well, you need to be in a totally different part of the house at the other end of the wire or the main circuit or the tin can and string. Uh, you need to look at something not easily accessible and taking a photo with your phone doesn't help. Then use your iPhone to FaceTime your iPad and voila, isn't that cool? But now you ask yourself, how do, how do I do that? By default, if you FaceTime yourself from your iPhone, yeah, it right. will call itself. Not very useful. The trick is to configure your iPhone to make the call from your phone number and disable your iCloud email address on it. And on your iPad, you tell it only to use your iCloud email for FaceTime and disable receiving calls from your phone number. To do so, just go to FaceTime entry in the settings app and configure accordingly. Now your iPhone, on your iPhone, you can call your iPad and FaceTime by calling your iCloud email and only your iPad will answer. And so it's a little complex, but it makes sense there if you, if you listen to this and go back through it. And make sure you mute the call to prevent feedback in audio feedback loops, uh, and otherwise it's very huh. useful. And I will also add this quick tip to the end of it. When you're done, switch it back, or you will not be able to figure out yeah, what why the you heck can't you've take done. calls. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Be sure to unconfigure, if that's a word, deconfigure, disconfigure. 
Yeah, well, we'd have a different word, but we keep the word, we keep the show clean. So that word doesn't apply. (laughs) But yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I like this idea because if, of Mm -hmm. course, like the last episode, Adam, Todd, and I think his father or something were, or or his son were, uh, one of them was driving a U-Haul, the other one was in the back with the iPhones, essentially creating a, an impromptu backup camera so that he could line up the trailer hitch or whatever. Um, if, if that person were alone, you could use this and like, you know, aim the camera and, and then do the same kind of thing. Um, another way to do this would be to sign your device into an alternate Apple ID. Right. So that you're, you're, you're not there. And you, you, Pete, I heard you say, I saw you say, oh yeah, but I did not hear you. So I don't know if your sound cut out uh, on your end, but, uh, but you know, that would be the other way to do it. If you have a phone that you use for say beta stuff and it's on a different Apple ID or something that would, uh, that would be the thing. So you're still with us, right, Adam? I can still hear you. I'm, I'm thinking that, um, there's now a market for MagSafe iPhone backup camera mounts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know what Pete did to his audio. He he. Pete seems to think he knew what he did. So I'm going to go and share the next quick tip. And then if we need to pause the show and fix Pete's audio, uh, we will because it's it's how we uh, how we do things here. I don't. I can't imagine what he changed. But it doesn't surprise me that he changed something midstream here. (laughs) Jim brings us to our next quick tip. And he says, just now on my M2 MacBook Air, I held the option key and clicked on the more space icon. And it switched to the resolution list like an external monitor. Uh, So he's in his system settings displays. And uh, setting the resolution of the display, he option clicked uh, and, 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 you, and he clicked he option clicked on the more space icon. But he uh, it really you can option click anywhere in that area. And he says it changed it from the icons that are just descriptive and say, you know, normal, more space, less space or whatever they say uh, it, it, to to click. Uh, to toggle between that and a list. He says, uh, I then held the command key and ticked the show all resolutions toggle that expanded the list to show additional resolution options up to 2560 by 1664 for my 13 inch MacBook airs display. I used switch res X for years to customize resolutions on my 15 inch Intel MacBook pro and five external monitors but I didn't realize Ventura would natively give me all those options. Someone out there is going to love this. It's true. So the trick is switching to the resolution list, which yes, you can do temporarily by hitting the option key and clicking in there, but you can also do it uh, by clicking advanced down at the bottom and changing the toggle to always using the resolution list, which can be super handy. So Pete, you're back. Is your back. is your microphone actually back? It yeah, that was just weird in the okay. middle of the show. It just died, and so I had I turned it off and unplugged it and replugged it. And now it's back. So. Okay, are you was, you're not on like a uh, powered hub or something that's no toggling like I had when I was in Austin, where my mic would just like die. 
Yeah. Okay. No, it, right. it was bizarre, but it uh, it's Welcome back. back. Welcome back. Yeah. I'm glad to have it's you. Good back. to be back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that last one, I was still stuck on five monitors. Like, where do you look? Oh, you don't know where to look at them. I but there there is a discussion <laughs> though in our MGG Discord about how people are using their multiple monitors, and there's a lot of talk about having one monitor. Uh, if you have multiples, having one rotated in yes. portrait mode. Are you a portrait mode monitor kind of guy, Adam? I don't own that kind of monitor. I've been eyeing some 4K monitors for a while. I have just these old cheap ones that, sure. I, that I bought that I use. Um, I would do mostly text because of programming. But for programming, yeah, I, there's a developer at m my office that does that. And it's it would be fabulous to have a vertical monitor. I had an, on, on my original Mac Plus, I had a... Um, a uh, black and white one page display. Uh, uh, What's that company? Radius? Radius? Yeah, Radius. Display. They were the first to really do that. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So I had my nine inch, you know, Mac screen and then right next to that, a full page, but it was, you know, one, one bit black and white display. Yeah. That was awesome. Huh. But I was doing page layout and yeah. you know, like uh, page maker at the time and all that fun stuff. I, yeah, I it, pe some people and I'll put the thread in uh, a link to the thread in uh, the show notes at MacGeekab.com so that you folks can find it easily. But yeah, there's been people have been showing their setups and and this idea. I mean, I've always known of the idea of of putting a monitor up in uh, in portrait mode. If your monitor supports the ability to be mounted that way or you can you know, kind of rig up some way of mounting it that way. Mac OS will do the rotation for you. Like your monitor yeah. doesn't have to natively support doing the rotation. Mac OS, you just tell it, you know, either 90 or 270, depending on what you want the top to be. And it will happily just do that. So, uh, so your options are, are not as limited as you might, as they, as they used to be in the, in the old days, Adam. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, I, I also wanted to comment on that more options list um, in because I have found that or that more space option right on a laptop yeah. on a MacBook Air there there is if, if you look in the you know if you go into system settings or system preferences either one displays <laughs> and uh look at the resolution choice for the display. There, there's the default one that, that we, I never think to change my air off of, uh, but I was messing around in there this week and I saw that more space option and I clicked it and yes, it makes the text smaller. Yes. It, you know, it's, it's not what I would prefer full time. But for those moments where you're finding yourself fumbling around with multiple windows and just trying to do something where you need a little more space, try that. Because I, like for me, it was a game changer. I was like, wait a minute, I can do this even just for a little bit. Like if I'm trying to fill out a, you know, a spreadsheet where I also have to look stuff up on the web and I don't have my extra screen with me. Just nudging it up and getting, I think I calculated it. It's like almost 20% more space. It's like 17 and a half or something. Uh, and it really makes a difference. It makes my screen seem bigger. Yes, the text is smaller. It's not how I want it full time, but you don't have to have it that way full time. You just go in, you change it, you do your thing and then you change it back. So um, stage manager mode. 
I don't use stage manager, but like, oh. and I probably give you the twenty percent extra space you need for. Yeah, because stage that stage manager. manager steals from you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've been messing around with stage manager the past couple of days too, just because I hadn't given it a fair shake when it first came out. It's not as terrible as I thought because, yes, it takes up the side of the screen when it can. But if right. I switch to an app where I have the window larger than stage manager would normally leave, it lets the window be full width. And then stage manager just tucks away until I like float over to the right. And then it sort of flips back open. And the, and the, you know, on a laptop, I'm generally only using one app at a time. I don't have multiple apps open if I'm just using my laptop screen because it's just that one screen. And I mean, I have multiple apps open, but I don't have multiple apps visible to me. So stage manager, like, I don't know how much of a difference it actually makes, I guess. I, but I have been messing with it. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see where I get. I, <laughs> I, I think where it might be powerful is you can like by default, it puts each app into its own um, stage or whatever. Right. But you can drag a window from, you know, app from, say, mail or something and drag it on top of where, say, Safari is in stage manager. And now those two apps will live on their own stage. So I can see a world where that becomes valuable because I, I there are times where I want to see two apps and I will wind up clicking, you know, five different times to get the layering right because I'm fighting with the 14 other apps that I have open in the background so like now that I'm now that we're having this talk, maybe maybe there is some value. <laughs> I'm, I'm the old guy with the you know get off my lawn because I just I'm used to Windows the way they are, and Apple's been trying for years to get us to do this spaces desktop yes stage thing forever. So this is just the latest incarnation of it. Yes, it is the latest incarnation. <laughs> You're not wrong about it. Yeah. That, you are 100 percent right about that. That yes, for sure. But maybe 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 this time. Maybe it's time. Yeah. Uh, Pilot Pete, you, yeah. have, you have a, uh, a yet I, another quick tip for us. I did. It, you and I had this discussion on the way to the hotel one night from at MacStock. And I'm like, you know, I just got the thing that my server is going to be renewing. And years ago, I got it, you know, and it's like $3 a month. You know, well, that's for the first 24 months or something like that. Sure. And then they went to renew it. You know, it was going to be like $17 a month for, you know, for 24 months. And I looked at that bill and I went, whoa, uh, it's going to be well worth my time. And I started asking you, how would you move all of your web server data from one server to another? And then it hit me. Um, I just call them and ask them for a lower price. Oh, yeah. And voila, they gave it to me. I said, I said, look, I can go somewhere else and I can pay, you know, four bucks a month. Or I can stay with you guys if you can give me a little bit better price. And almost immediately he came back and he goes, look, the best price I can offer. And it was like six ninety five a month or something. And I go, sure. you know what? It's it's worth the extra two or three dollars a month not to have to move all that data. You know, they, gigabytes they know of data this. from one doing it. Yes. But uh, but they also, I hope, know that at 16 bucks a month, they were not going to keep me as a customer. Right. And and I think, I think they did know that when you told them that. Like, I think they yeah. believed yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, I think that also applies to not not just web server companies, but pretty much anybody. Call and ask for a better deal. Uh, Sirius XM Radio is an example. Yeah. If if you're paying more than five or six bucks a month for Sirius XM, 
You don't have to. Yeah. Call them and tell them. Do you find oh, do you find Sirius XM works okay for you in our our coastal region of New Hampshire, Pete? I, oddly enough, there are times, especially when the trees are wet, not so much. Okay. However, uh, at, at quick tip number four, <laughs> whatever it is, here's what I do: I, I we pay for it in Debbie's car, and then. I use the app on my phone and then I Bluetooth my phone. So that's how I listen to the Sirius XM channels that I want oh. in my car. Yeah. Right. Because you, you don't need to receive from a satellite. You don't have to use the satellites anymore. Right. I use my <laughs> cellular data. Do they offer a cellular, on, like a data only subscription that's, that's less know, expensive? I, I don't know. They should if they don't. Right. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just. I, Although I think that may be that may be a higher uh, infrastructure cost for them sending that bandwidth out than it is up to the to the satellites and back down. I guess I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which is more expensive for them? But uh, yeah, that's that's why. Like I say, I hate I hate offering that tip up because when they figure out we're all doing oh here it, yeah find here you go. So I I uh, I found okay, this. There you go um, in um, real time, folks. In, we in have real the time. answer. Yep, I found the pricing on Sirius's website. And they have uh, a chart of pricing. You can have platinum yeah. music and entertainment or music streaming showcase, only. Yeah. but you can be, you can get your pricing for car radio or for streaming only. So platinum is twenty three ninety nine with car radio and streaming. And it is ten ninety nine for streaming only. This is per month, by the way. That, so, yeah. But that's, that's actually, wow. Yeah, man. That's worth it. Yup. That's, huh. that's worth it going platinum. Because, yeah. yeah, but and I don't know what level we have, but like I say, I think I think it's the base level, but we're paying like five bucks a month plus taxes. Because if you tell them, look, it's just not worth it to me. They're like, uh, remember, ever anybody here ever try to get rid of AOL? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you couldn't. <laughs> they wouldn't let yeah, you. No, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Like four hours later, you're still going, no, I just want to cancel. No, no, yeah. you can't cancel. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sirius is kind of the same. They aren't nearly as bad about it, but they will they will offer you the best price they can very quickly to keep you as a customer. Interesting. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they, they know that when you're hooked, you will continue to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sirius is still really pumping the Howard Stern, huh? Yeah, I, I would assume like so. They paid a lot of money to be able to do that. Well, it's on it's on their list as one of the premium features, I think. Oh, it is literally like yes, you get yeah. uh, you yeah, know Howard news Stern and issues, and video. Yeah, talk and entertainment, comedy, sports, Howard Stern, personalized Pandora. <laughs> yeah, these generic things and Howard Stern. You only get Howard Stern with the platinum, by the way. Platinum, so yeah, you got to you got to pay up. Just FYI, he was expensive. Howard has always yeah. been expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Howard, um, he he pioneered the whole. I, I think of Howard as pioneering the whole talking points ad model. I listened to Howard yeah. when I was a kid on yeah. uh, WPLJ because I lived near New York, and uh, I can still remember dial a mattress ads that he read. You know, the host read ad kind of thing into the show. Yep, so, yep, for sure. Yeah. What was that movie he did? Fr- pri- private, private parts. parts. Yeah, I yeah. was always. That was clever, right? Yeah. yeah. Autobiography. Yeah. That was clever. His his feud with Don Imus, or I guess Don Imus' feud with him, but Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh I know we have one more quick tip, and I'm 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 determined to find it. Did I just screw it, it up? Disappeared. No, I I made it. Oh, no, there it is. Next page. I, yeah, I did my Jamie. automation too quickly. 
So there you go. Um, Jamie says uh, it's a quick tip. Um, it might not be particularly quick. It also has a bit of a fish shake. Uh, I have a Mac mini and I'm using a TCL 4K TV as a monitor. It's big and I like it. However, I have had monitor sync problems from day one. The Mac will fail to drive the monitor and the TV will say looking for a signal. No signal. Is it on? This used to happen on wake from sleep, but I think I fixed it by finally using a Thunderbolt to HDMI and adapter instead of the built in HDMI port. However, uh, the built in HDMI port on the Mac mini, uh, obviously still using the built in HDMI port on the TV just for clarity. However, in spite of everything, after five years, often when I turn on the mini from a cold start, it will fail to sync with the monitor. Still, my only recourse has been to turn it off with the power button and try again. This works, but it is particularly frustrating because it slowly takes me to the forgotten password screen where I have to select restart and boot one more time. Then I can log in and all as well. Obviously, this is a bug. Meanwhile, he says, I finally found a workaround. I turned on an option in system settings, enabling voiceover on the lock screen. Voiceover, for those who don't know, is what blind folks use or vision visually challenged folks use to navigate on the Mac. I don't need it normally, but when I can't see the login screen, I can use it. So today I turned on the Mac mini and the screen didn't sync up. But this time I heard a little voice which said username. I typed my username. Then it said password. I typed my password. And a few seconds later, my screen lit up and macOS logged me in as usual. I had always suspected that if I could ever get logged in, that the full macOS would be able to do the sync and the screen uh, would become alive. That is fascinating to me. Boom. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of handy tips around accessibility stuff. But yeah, it, you know, it's also great if you're going to run a machine headless or something like that as a server. Oh, right. You need to reboot it and then boots to the lock screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I wonder if it's, I I wonder if file vault is on, on this computer, right? Like I, I, that's the question, right? Yeah. Because like, where is it getting to the, to the like Mac OS login screen or is it getting to the file vault? You need your password to decrypt the disk screen. Right. And so I can load the operating system. My yeah. guess is it's the file vault screen. And that's why it's not it because it, you know, there's very little that's loaded before you get to that file vault screen. And maybe that's why it's not doing the monitor sync or not waking up the Thunderbolt port the right way, you know, whatever. So uh, adapters matter though, too. I mean, that, that other tip, like I had, like I said, I have these old monitors and they're, they're, you know, DVI monitors. Right. And I had these really cheap Thunderbolt to DVI adapters and they just didn't work. And just getting different adapters. Um, and actually, I didn't even get expensive ones, but I got, I think these are from Monoprice, you know, mm. which makes great cables and adapters at a really affordable price, but they're good quality. So yeah. That yeah. Made all the, that made all the difference. There's the whole, um, Oh gosh, I forget what it is that like the, the, the bit rate, the data bit rate or something. There's like a, a, a eight bit versus six bit versus 10 bit. And if you don't have, and I, I can't remember the name of the term and I don't, I, I'm not going to be able to look it up in my email quickly enough, but, but there is a, a bandwidth 
when you're talking about HDMI cables and, yep. and even monitors that support th- this bandwidth and the Mac likes more of that bandwidth than less is really what it comes down to. I'll, I'll look it up, but yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So, you know, I love to drink seltzer, uh, but it gets a little boring and sort of plain all the time. And certainly I'd love to drink alcohol sometimes, but I don't always want alcohol. And I have really been loving hop water, which is a non-alcoholic sparkling hop water that has adaptogens and nootropics. One of the things it has in it is ashwagandha, which I really love that helps you relax and added add some mood boosting benefits. Again, it's it's hop water, H-O-P-W-T-R. And it's made from this exclusive blend of hops that give it a crisp, citrusy, piney flavor. It's delicious. I've been having one of these pretty regularly. I'll go down to the fridge to grab a beer and I'll be like, actually, I'm going to have a hop water instead. It's delicious. And the best part is that it's purposely crafted without calories, without carbs, without sugar, but it's refreshing. It's got that crisp, clean taste. It's it's carbonated. So, it, you know, you get that sort of carbonation and feel in your mouth, which I really like. And it's full of flavor. And they've got all kinds of different flavors. Last night I had the mango one, which I had had before. And I'd forgotten how much I liked it. And then I grabbed it. And I'm like, oh, what a treat. It's really fantastic. And hop water is the perfect brew to help you unwind at any time. And I know you'll love it, too. And because you're a Mac Geek Cab listener, we have arranged for a special limited time offer for you. Get 20% off your first purchase. Plus, get free shipping when you order 24 cans or more. To get this offer, go now to our special URL, hopwater.com slash MGG. That's H-O-P-W-T-R dot com slash M-G-G. Don't wait. Order today. You're going to love it. Go now to hop wtr.com slash mgg and our thanks to Hopwater for sponsoring this episode and for making this delicious stuff next up is one of our favorite things we talk about it often here that is clean my mac x an all-in-one utility that can help our listeners you mac geek Gab listeners it can help you keep your macs clean safe and fast in just a few clicks This app's been around for almost 15 years, which kind of blew me away when I realized it. I always think of it as something new because they keep updating it. They keep it fresh. They keep it working with all the latest operating systems. And Clean My Mac X is available on the Mac App Store and its non-Mac App Store version is notarized by Apple. There are 30 tools in total inside of Clean My Mac X. You can prevent your Mac from catching malware. You can prevent it from overheating. You can speed up performance. You can find hidden junk in your folders and dig, you know, it'll dig into your system with space lens is one of my favorite features. And it got a red dot award as the best design Mac app in 2021. So look, Get Clean My Mac X today with 5% off at macpaw.app slash macgeekgab. I know, it's it's kind of a different URL for us. Again, macpaw.app slash macgeekgab. That discount works only for two weeks. So go now to macpaw.app slash macgeekgab for 5% off. And our thanks to MacPaw and Clean My Mac X for sponsoring this episode. Next up is LinkedIn Jobs. Look, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. I certainly feel that way. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. 
It's freaking amazing. I used it when we were searching for uh, what eventually became Sadie. We would never have found Sadie were it not for LinkedIn jobs. And she has been phenomenal here on the team. I, I can't imagine doing what we do without her. And I can't, I couldn't have found her without using LinkedIn jobs. So it, it's super easy. You just go and create a free job post on LinkedIn jobs. And then you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile so that you can spread the word that you're hiring. And then they have these simple tools, but they are super powerful, like screening questions, which make it super easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview. And then of course, hire. It's so important to get the right people on your team and LinkedIn is going to help you do that. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs. Number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk with faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash MGG. That's linkedin.com slash MGG to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And our thanks to LinkedIn jobs for sponsoring this episode. So about 10 to, well, maybe, maybe 26 minutes after we finished recording Matt Geekab last week, Pete, uh, if you were here in New Hampshire, you are fully aware that we had the light, the mother of all lightning storms to blaze through uh, southern New Hampshire. Here. It sounded like incoming artillery, to say the it, least. It was nuts. I was up here producing yeah. the show and, uh, you know, felt the, the ground rumbling. Uh, of course, I don't have windows yeah. in the studio. And so it's like, what's going on? And I look at my phone and, you know, I turned off like the focus mode that I had for podcasting and saw all the like lightning, lightning. And it was like lightning struck within a mile of you. It's like, what is going on? So I'm doing all my thing. And then finally I get to a point where I have no internet connection from the studio anymore. Power's still on, but mm. no internet. Like, okay. So something went wrong. Interesting. I, Cause you're on fiber. Correct. So yeah, it was like okay. time to go outside and see what, you know, go back because the office and the house are, are separate from one another, separate buildings. So I go out, power's on in the house, internet's fine in the house. I'm like, oh no. Okay. I have direct burial ethernet between the house and the office. Long time listeners will remember that I've been through this before. It, it used to be just a lightning rod there in Southern New Hampshire. Correct. I was the lightning rod in Southern New Hampshire. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so much so that I put uh, APC protect net ethernet surge protectors on either side of this line. And those work really well. I, I think over the years I've had one of them blow up and save those because what would happen is it would blow out the ports on the switch every time that, you know, a lightning storm would happen on both ends of things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I put these APC things in, they've been totally fine. Everything's been fine. Like, well, okay. And then the power flickered, the power had flickered, but it never like died. The power flickered again while I was at the house. And then I noticed the office was back online. I'm like, Oh, all right, I'll take it. Sure. <laughs> so, as I'm walking out of the house, I hear Lisa say, oh, I guess my computer shut off. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, sure. Like it's on a UPS, so I don't know why it would have shut off, but okay. Uh, she has her, you know, 2018 Mac mini in, uh, in the house there still. And so she goes, she, and I can see that she's like, 
things aren't right. So it's like, okay, well, what's going on here? So, you know, push the power button, nothing. Hold the power button, nothing. Check the UPS, make sure it's like still providing power, which it is. Okay. Unplugged the uh, Mac mini from the UPS for, you know, 15 seconds or whatever, plugged it back in. And immediately now the fans spin up full tilt, which is normal when the Mac mini 2018 turns on because the fans by default run at full speed until the operating system slows them down and manages them. Right. So fine. Okay. No light on the front of it. Certainly no display on the monitor. Nothing. The fans will stay running for hours if you let them, because I did. Uh, I, I tried to warm in the house, right, Dave? You yeah, <laughs> I tried everything, including something I didn't know it, it, it was it exists. And this is a DFU revive on a T2 based Mac. Adam, did you know anything about this T2 revive? No, but I know there's all kinds of fun stuff with T2 chips. Yeah. So you okay. use Apple configurator. It's kind of like restoring an iPhone, except it, except it's, it's, it's not Apple Silicon. It's, you know, still Intel, but uh, yeah, you, you start up the Mac a certain way and it depends on which Mac there's Apple has a knowledge base article about this. I, I just had no idea that this was even a thing. But you, um, you know, for the Mac mini, you disconnect it from power for 10 seconds. Then you plug a USB-C cable into the Thunderbolt port, a specific Thunderbolt port on it, but not a Thunderbolt cable, a USB-C cable. A Thunderbolt cable will not work. But you plug USB-C cable into that and then also into a up and running working Mac that has Apple Configurator 2 downloaded onto it, but is not yet running on that. If there's like you got to hold this is the the hold your mouth just right scenario. Then you um, hold down the power button, add, you know, plug the Mac mini in, continue holding the power button for three seconds, and it should go into this DFU revive mode. That's for the rest of you. For me, that's not what happened. That Mac mini is dead. And near as I can tell, it died over. It died from the Ethernet port getting fried. Uh, now. My Ethernet in wow. to the house is protected. My Ethernet into the house never had a problem. That lightning hit so close that it charged up the Ethernet wires inside my house and fried the Mac Mini's Ethernet port and by proxy its motherboard. It fried uh, two ports on an Ethernet switch. And I think that's, I think. That's it. Now, it's been a week. That's impressive, though, Dave. Right? Jeez. Yeah, there was, and, and I didn't quite realize what had happened, because I was trying to, like, scratch my head, like, dude, I'm protected. Like, how did this get in? How did this get in? And later that afternoon, I got a text from a neighbor saying, hey, and this is, like, a, a guy about three houses away from me, and as geeky as the rest of us, and he said, uh, you know, he protects all his stuff with UPSs. He's got his own Synology. Like, you know, he's like us. And he's like, hey, do you have an extra router I can uh, I can borrow? Mine got fried during the the lightning storm. And I'm like, of course, I have an extra router like that. That, that <laughs> Please come take a router for me, you know. Yeah. And uh, and then I was he you have it, more than Best Buy does, I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, and so but he was like, yeah, it was. And, and then the next day I was texting with him I'm like, 
you know, what of your things were plugged into UPSs? He says, oh, everything. And I lost this and this and this neighbors. I, then I posted in our, we have a Facebook group for our neighborhood and I posted, I'm like, Hey, is anybody noticing things that don't work? I know I'm not the only one. And sure enough, people were just like, Oh yeah, my garage door opener, my, this, my, that, like, but at one, another guy said, Oh, I lost two Eero units. And I thought, oh. okay, were they plugged into ethernet? He says, yes, these are my two that are plugged into ethernet. The ones plugged into, um, to to the they were just wi-fi wi-fi are totally fine so yeah. yeah it was low voltage and then i noticed yes the office is back online but no it's not online at gigabit speeds it is online at 100 megabit speeds so one of the ports on that switch didn't entirely fry but it sort of fried and uh so i had to replace i replaced the switch which was the inexpensive part of this and yeah. then it and was a Mac minis coming. <laughs> well, no. So oh, okay. um, I, I started thinking about this. You know, it was time. I mean, that making Mac mini was five years old. It, sh- it, it should have lasted another five years, but it was Intel, right? It, we had right. not yet upgraded Lisa to Apple Silicon. We started talking through different options because now we were presented with options. And uh, and I said, are you at a like she likes to have a laptop when we travel, but otherwise does not need a laptop. And so her yeah. laptop is also like old and slow. It's like a, it's a, you know, prior generation, uh, Mac mini Mac, MacBook air, right. The pre M one. Yeah. And I'm like, would it make sense to you to just have a MacBook, like a laptop that we connect to your keyboard and screen and do all those things with, And then when you want to travel, you take it with you and then you don't have to worry about is my laptop configured for travel because it's your computer. Did I sync that data? Do I have this? Yeah, Yeah. well, and sync the applications and the settings. The data, it actually syncs just fine these days, but but it's the setup of it, right? She's like, oh, that kind of sounds amazing. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I have this M1 Air that's like all decked out and would be great for what she's doing. And I've been eyeing an M2 Air and I, I know because it at Mac stock, I used the 15 inch version that John had gotten and 15 inches. Awesome. But it's too big for me. So I know that the 13 is right. And the, all the 13 inch MacBook M2 airs are on refurb now. So it was like, this is a perfect time to buy. I can't afford not to, but I had reached out to my, my local, um, when, when my Mac mini wouldn't work, I reached out to, uh, Dan over at Mac edge, which is my local, um, you know, Apple uh, authorized repair shop. And he was the one who told me about DFU revive. And so uh, I kept him up to date on this and I'm like, yeah, I think it's time to get a refurb, uh, you know, M2 air. I want the 13 inch, the 15 is too big. And he says, so I just got a 15 inch air to replace my 13 inch M2 air with 24 terab- 24 gigs of RAM and two terabyte drive in the midnight color, which was the one I was thinking about getting. And he's like, I could sell you my old air. It's got two and a half years of Apple care left on it. I'm like, this sounds perfect. He's like, I just nice. hadn't bothered to put it up for sale yet. I'm like, well, there you go. So I now have a new M2 13 inch air and uh, Lisa has her set up that way. And it, Very you know, nice. Yeah. It's uh, all's well that that ends well, but at Mac, the last time the three of us talked on this show, I asked, this was at MacStock, 
has anybody needed to like actually restore from a backup recently? Because I haven't. What's the, you know, what's the big deal about all these backups? Do we even need them anymore? Well, if Lisa's machine hadn't been cloned daily, restoring to her new MacBook Air would have been, there would have been some data loss. Like not everything yeah. was synced to, you know, wow. some cloud service somewhere. So, so I answered my own question and yeah, I should have known timing, right? Yeah. I yep. should have known asking that question on stage. Like I was tempting. The yeah, you, you <laughs> did. You did indeed. Because what does it take? Right. I mean, pre-show Adam and I were chatting before you got here, Dave, about how, how creepy the internet is. You just mention a product and the next thing you know, it's popping up <laughs> on your screen. Right. So you just mentioned needing to back up and boom. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> now that's creepy. Yeah. The universe is listening. <laughs> the universe was definitely listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, all's yeah. well that ends well. The, when I got the the new M2 Air from from Dan, they had wiped it and uh, you know all of that, and they had put its default OS on it, which was Monterey. Of course, I yeah. was migrating from a Ventura machine, so as soon as I loaded it. It was like, oh, I can't migrate from your old Mac because Ventura. I was like, oh, crap. So now I have to go through this process. And I couldn't get Internet Restore to load on that machine. So I went through the create an account, log in, upgrade to Ventura, then go back into recovery mode, wipe it, reinstall Ventura again. Now Migration Assistant worked. But I am told that you can maybe get into internet restore on an Apple Silicon machine by doing essentially a double tap on the power button. So the way you get into the options that then lead you to restore mode on an Apple Silicon Mac is on an Apple Silicon laptop is you just, you shut it off and then you hold down the power button until it presents you uh, and tells you it's bringing you to options to get into internet restore. You shut it down you tap the power button and then hold it. And that's the secret incantation. I'm told it was, I learned this too late. I was already um, deep into migration assistant by the time somebody told me about this in our, in our discord. Uh, but, um, but yeah. So, so there's a link for, for that then, right. To tell you how to do that. No, that's the thing. Apple's website had no, um, oh, no, no, okay instructions that I could find. And I was looking, I'm like, how do I do internet restore? Cause that's what I need. Like I just yeah. need internet restore. No, I found nothing. So, so you tap the power button once and then press and hold and then press and hold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. man. Well hidden. No, this is the only place you can find it folks. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. Right here. Right here. Yep. Um, and then I was asked a question, not only by, our neighbor um, who went through all of this, but also by uncle Jamie in, uh, in our discord. And, and Jamie didn't really ask it as a question. Jamie uh, made a suggestion and Jamie is correct. Um, he says after a nearby strike, you'll likely be continue to find things um, it, that, that will have, uh, you know, problems. He says, I've read that surge protectors and UPSs should be replaced after a while. They can really only suppress a few major surges before they themselves are damaged and no longer provide protection. Okay. Um, he says, if you know that you've had a direct or near direct lightning event, 
you should probably replace them now. And the idea of replacing all of my UPSs right now. Yeah, I don't like this advice. (laughs) I don't like this advice. It is like my neighbor asked me, he's like, so are you replacing all your UPSs? I was like, don't ask me that question. Don't put that out into the universe. Right. They've been hit. So it's actually like the, the surge circuit, like the circuitry will start to break down. That's what just like the battery is, you know, correct. Yeah. It's not the, it's not the battery that, that folks are concerned about. It's the, the, the surge protection circuitry in these things. Again, I, this is just coming from, right. Right. Like I, I, I haven't done any research on this because I don't want to, but I, (laughs) I know that I need to, I don't want to know the answer. Put your head in the sand, Dave. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ostrich this one, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that makes sense though, right? I mean, that circuitry has been hit. It did its job. Now it's time to. But we don't. Here's here's this is we don't know that. That's right. We we yeah. don't know that because nothing that was plugged for me, nothing that was plugged into power, even things that weren't protected by a UPS or a surge protector, nothing got fried from ac power it was all fl- fried from the low right. voltage stuff over ethernet so yeah. like i don't like my question is should i be replacing my protect net connectors the 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 you know the ethernet connectors on right. either end mm-hmm. probably but i've had those blow and when they blow you know it they don't they <laughs> like they smell that you can smell the magic smoke got let out you ozone. know they smell like ozone <laughs> yeah like and these are totally fine um okay so well that's not true. I have one. I have two cables going between the house and the office. One, they are both uh, Cat Five E cables. One passes my network connection. The other passes essentially a phone connection. It's, I'll, I'll leave. We'll call it that. And uh, that one doesn't work. So I did order a replacement for for that cert, for that Ethernet ProtectNet. Uh, and you've got that in conduit now, right, Dave? No, no. These are direct oh, burial not, cables. Just burial. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they've always Tempting been. the gods some more, buddy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, am I? No, that's true. They're shielded. and Yeah. Know, I guess. But yeah, yeah, they're shielded. Yeah, it's yeah. not like burying copper in the ground. Well, it is burying copper in the ground. Well, but directly. I'm talking, you know, Correct. without without shielding. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure that conduit would have would make a much of a difference with this. Maybe it would. It probably would, actually. Yeah, it just adds more shielding. So, yeah. Yeah. Yupper. Yupper. Yeah, and you know, if you ask APC what they think, they're going to tell you you should replace your gear. So just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, I did. So the UPS that Lisa's Mac Mini was on is an Amazon Basics UPS. They don't advertise that they have an equipment protection plan like uh-huh. um, like APC does. But I've been mm-hmm. through APC's plan, and they get very specific with their questions about what blue we need to see the UPS. We need to show that there was a lightning strike that affected the UPS. And so they would, if I, if it were an APC unit and I went to them, they would almost certainly very quickly deduce that, no, this was a low voltage thing. We weren't involved in that. Sorry, buddy. And they wouldn't pay up. I did ask, (laughs) I did ask Amazon and they're like, huh? Yeah, we might be able to pay for something on that. We'll get back to you. And so, there might be, you know, 600 bucks or something coming from Amazon. I'll keep you posted. Yeah. Adam. Um, yep. Well, if, certainly if you have any more thoughts on on this, uh, great. But were there any, please share them. But 
were there I'm trying to decide where to go in the show here. Were there any of the questions that we have queued up for the next segment? Because we're not going to get to all of them that you, that 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 you wanted to discuss while you're here. Well, I noticed there's a bunch of Wi-Fi things. I have something that I found out about to add to Wi-Fi. I don't know what kind of Wi-Fi problems people are having, but um, yeah, I I have a thing about um, better way to get wired connections in your house if you don't want to have to run. We're cable. all ears. Go. Yeah, yeah man. I just felt I I I think I knew these things existed, but it was. I don't know if you guys follow Snazzy, Snazzy Labs on YouTube. Yep. Um, but he did a video recently talking about alternatives, like how to how to get wired connections when you don't want to, you know, run drops through your house or whatever. Because he has some old house. Now, he, he ran wiring. But um, so he was testing different things. And I was a big fan for a while of the, the phone. I can never remember what they're called. The phone link ones, right? So where you where you plug it into the electrical or oh. no, the electrical outlet ones, home link or whatever. I always want to call it power, link, power line, power link, oh, power line. Yeah. 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 Power line. But the problem with power line is, you know, it, it's temperamental and you don't really get great speeds. You know, you're not going to get gigabit kind of speeds and stuff like that. Correct. So, yeah. Um, so he said, you know, those are no good, but do you guys know about Mocha? Yes. We, we I did not know about Mocha. Yeah, we, so tell people about Mocha. It's been a long time since we've talked yeah, about it. Yeah, so show. this is, and it's especially good now because, like, you know, I stream everything, and I don't, I don't use my coax cable in that's in my house, and pretty much most houses already have coax cable running around. So these are adapters, network adapters that use your coax cable line in your house, and they work just like the phone things. You you plug one in by your router to the cable, plug that in, you know, Ethernet that into your router. And then on the other side, there's a receiving one. You plug that in, you pair the two things and you've got full, you know, full gigabit connections through the copper that's already in your wall. You don't have to run anything else. Yeah. They're a little pricier, I think, but they're not too bad. And yeah, he, he was able to get basically full, his full gigabit speeds, you know, through his, through these little adapters. That's awesome. Yeah. And like I said, most people already have, you already have cable running through your house. So you can, and then you can split them. So if you need to run a TV and and something else on the same thing, you just throw a splitter in. And so I'm going to start playing around with these because I, you know, I'm out in this remote office and I'd love to have a wired connection to this office rather than, I mean, I, I have mesh and with mesh, mesh is great too for Wi-Fi, but sure. You know, I, I can go router to router straight into, you know, a switch in, in here through the cable. So I'm definitely going to give this a try. It, yeah, Mocha, so- Mocha is awesome. I, I ran it in my house uh, to get Ethernet to my essentially from one side of the house to the other where I didn't have Ethernet cable up until February of this year when I finally paid somebody to run Ethernet cable to the north side of my house. But yeah, no, it, Mocha is great. And what's cool about it is it's not just uh, point to point. It is its own mesh. So yeah. you could plug you, you described plugging one in at your router and one in somewhere else. You can do that. And then you could add a third one and it will all uh, they will all talk to each other and and share the bandwidth. And yeah, I've I've seen it. It really depends on the quality 
on a lot of things, but right. uh, the quality of your coax cable, which for most of us is awful because it's been in our homes for you know decades. <laughs> but even yeah. with awful coax, like my, I, I know the coax in my house is is probably it's certainly older than my kids. It's it might even be older than me. Um, but it, I get uh, you know eight hundred megabits per second over it with good low latency and consistent connections. Yep. Um, you you'll want to I if you. If you are not using coax from the street, like if you're not using cable for a cable modem anymore or, uh, you know, for your TV, just disconnect it from the street. So you have no interference coming that way. If you do have to use it from the street, you want to get a P O is it a P O E crap? What is it called? Oh, there's a, I, I, I want to call it POE and it might be, um, but it, it's a, it's an inline filter. Uh, and I okay. will look at my Amazon orders here and see if I can find it. But I think it's a POE filter. Yeah. Okay. And while you're looking for that, I'll mention that Mocha is spelled M-O-C-A. It's in our show notes, but, yep. uh, M-O-C-A yeah. is, uh. Uh, and another thing is he was because he was bringing this up too for people who might be you know renters or an apartment or something like that. And he did mention if you're going to do that, you have to get I forget what it is something to block, basically lock your place from like other people who might be on the same you know because they all routes down to the same central point. The so. POE filter will do that. It will yeah. stop the Mocha signal from going in or out of your house, and that's what stops the interference from coming in too. But yeah. It's okay. it is called the POE filter. I when I see POE, I'm thinking power over Ethernet. Yeah, right. And I don't I, I forget what POE stands for, mm-hmm. but it is a POE filter. You can buy it for nine bucks on Amazon. I'll I'll put a link to the the one that I bought years ago out there. But put one of those in. I watched my speeds go from like three hundred megabits per second to eight hundred when I first installed this uh yeah. this filter. Yeah. yeah. Obviously it's not gonna be as good as running, you know it's cat cable, but it's you know, almost it's a as good, good option. It's almost yeah. as good, and you don't have to. You just get the you get the adapter. Oh, and the other thing is, unlike the the uh, power line stuff, apparently these you can just mix. It's a standard, so you can mix and match. You don't yes. have to have the like the same brand. Correct. Oh, right. Okay, that's good. Correct. Yeah, I, I actually was, don't. Go ahead, Pete. Don't have. I was gonna say I don't have cable in the one room that that I need it, so I do use a power line bridge for. But it's just a Debbie Debbie's uh, work VoIP phone. Yes. So that has plenty of bandwidth for a phone. A power line bridge should work. Absolutely. Just fine. Yep. But uh, that to get get that kind of speed up to the third deck with Ethernet would be really nice. So I've got cable up there. So one thing I will share is Mocha power line. It, it suffers from this too. Mocha doesn't pass a hundred percent of the packets that would go across an ethernet link. I don't mean to say that it drops packets. It filters certain types of packets to keep the connection, uh, you know, unencumbered for lack of a better term. And some of those packets that some of these Mocha implementations filter are the, uh, loopback detection packets that things like a mesh network might rely on to not start to cause network loops. So if you wind up putting, say, you know, a, a mesh point like an Eero or something like that on the, on, you know, at the tail end of a Mocha connection so that it is, 
you know, Ethernet backhaul instead of wireless backhaul. If you start running into weird problems, it is your Mocha connection. Unplug yeah. the Ethernet cable from your from your, you know, from your Eero or whatever that is at the far end of the Mocha connection. And and Sonos, too, does not like to be on a Mocha connection. So just be uh, aware okay. Just be aware of those things that like it, quirky things. it acts like Ethernet, except for when certain, it doesn't. except when it doesn't. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I mean, he also did point out that these are uh, compared to the, you know, the phone ones. It, I kind of made it sound like it's just plug and play. They're, they're not plug and play. You have to set up some sub. There's some networking things you have to do. And they are to, like, kind of plug and play, con- though. You have to configure them a little bit more. It sounds uh, like you have to like he, at least he was saying like you had to plug in because the, that they don't have just a web interface right off the bat. Like you have to plug them in initially and kind of set them up on a, a computer. No. Yes. If, if you want to access their web interface, they have a fixed IP address and you need to set your computer to whatever IP range it is. It's that whole sort of, you know, like custom network fiasco, but they, that's only if you want to change the default configuration on them, you can add security to them, which if you're in an apartment, you might very well want to do, Otherwise, no, they are plug and play based on my experience. You just plug okay, them in cool. and it's like you'll watch it sync up. And and I would find that once every two weeks or more frequently or less frequently that one of them would lose its sync. And I just had to power cycle one of the adapters. And that headache was sort of what got me to the point where it was like, you know what? I'm just going to have <laughs> Ethernet. I found a good electrician. Yeah. I'm just going to do this. Yeah. 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 And it is better now because now I can rely on that connection and I have a generator in the house. It, that, that was the reason for, for doing it. But um, for, for getting rid of the Mocha was just because I wanted I didn't want my entire network running on it. It's great for those satellite locations. I still am using it, in fact, in one spot of the house where I don't have Ethernet. Um, and it works great. It's, you know, like yeah. I said, uh, again, it's really, I would only advise it for people who are like, I, I want a wired connection and I really just can't or won't yeah install yeah ethernet it's great it it's great it, it it's yeah way better than power line and in most cases better than wi-fi um because in nowadays wi-fi is probably faster than power line in most of our homes oh yeah yeah, yeah. but with the mesh systems with like, a mesh system yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. incredible yeah yeah interesting 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 well, I'm glad you brought that up. That's good, Adam. Yeah. Um, we, we've essentially jumped over questions uh, and, and gone into Cool Stuff Found, which you started with Mocha, which I'm, I'm super <laughs> glad you did. No, uh, Porthos John uh, in our chat room during this episode suggested a, uh, a, a Cool Stuff Found called Better Snap Tool. And better snap tool, uh, he brought it up when we were talking about having different screens connected to our Macs for for different things. Better snap tool uh, will set up, as he says, screen areas that are based on which monitor you are on. Uh, and so uh, do you, you're shaking your head, Adam. Do you? You're I don't use it, but head. I'm very familiar with, with, I mean, the tool, right? It snaps all your windows. You can kind of configure everything, right? That's one of those tools that lets you put windows here and windows there and i want them sized you know oh. this one's on half the screen this one's i think right it, yeah no that's it like that's it is that not as i thought that was a sub function of better touch tool i think there's a few of these that do this yeah 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 because yeah. yeah. i know if i drag a window to a certain part of my monitor 
it will resize it and put it in a certain corner or throw it in the lower corner huh. and uh, for me. Yeah. And then you just move it again to undo that. But yeah. but I think I always thought that was part of my better touch tool. And it sounds it like be. it might be the same folks. Uh, it's, um, <laughs> it's, is, is it or it? is it not? Yeah. What's, I don't know. Uh, yes, the, it is the, the same yeah, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Folivora.ai. So that's in the uh, show notes as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. 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 So thank you, Porthos John. Um, better snap tool has hot keys and is a companion to better touch tool. Great. Cool. Um, have you guys discovered no pun? Well, pun intended <laughs> Apple music's new discovery station. This is a just heard about it the other day. Yeah. This, they rolled this out without any fanfare and, uh, it is, well, it it's their new, uh, sort of competitor to Spotify's uh, recommended playlist, like AI based recommendations. Based on here's what you listen to. Here's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. And you, you, the place you find it the first time is in Apple Music. You go to listen now, top picks, and then swipe to the right until you find Discovery Station. But once you've listened to it once, you'll now find it for a little while anyway in recently played and it won't be in top picks anymore. So like, but it it's pretty good. Now my app, Apple music knows that I at least recently have been listening to a lot of uh, like classic rock and wedding band music because I've been learning songs for the wedding band that I play in. So it was a little top heavy on that kind of stuff. The discovery station <laughs> it was like, yeah, I don't need everything at 120 beats per minute. Like what else do we have? You know, um, but it like it, 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 it very quickly got into some really great stuff for me that I did not know existed some new music. So, and, and you can, you can like things uh, on the phone you, you hit either way. When a song is playing, you can hit the little three dots next to it. And either tell it a thumbs down, suggest less or love, which means suggest more on the Mac, the same three dots in the, you know, the title bar or whatever of Apple music and you get love and dislike, but dislike means suggest less. And so you can tweak it uh, as it, as it goes, but I, I've liked it. Yeah. I use Hey Lady on my HomePod for that. I just tell her I don't oh. like this or I, I, I love this. Right. Yeah, I, and I bet I you could, my thing. I bet you could, Hey lady, play my Apple music I'm discovery guessing, yeah. station. Yeah. yeah. That'd be the right way to do it. Cause this other way is a nightmare. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's pretty good. Um, I, you know, it's, um, I don't know why Apple hasn't said anything about it. They just like, I think it was like, it was nine to five Mac or Apple insider who I think were the first <sighs> ones to just like, they just know somebody noticed it and was like, what the heck it's is this? So nice that it's there, and then they hide it from you in yeah. the recently played. And they continue <laughs> hiding it. It's like, oh, I know where to find it. Nope, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I guess I have to remember, it's soon to be just lady. It is soon to be that's, just that's just right. S lady. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I know I have a lisp, too, but I said something about a theory the other day, and it, and she started talking to me. I said, no, I said theory, not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> In yeah. theory, what are you? No. Yeah, stop. that's going to get I'm sure that'll get so much better when they take the, the hay away. Yeah. I, 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 I'm pretty sure you're being facetious, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a nightmare. What I, could go wrong? Yeah. I like, I'm not sure two <laughs> syllables is, is Even correct. Enough. Yeah. I, I like three, you know? Yeah. Well, the other one I've had it even go on me is because uh, we used to do committee meetings at work, and we had a you'd get fined if if your phone dinged or anything like that during the thing. So you'd silence your phone and that kind of stuff. Sure. But God forbid you and, and someone said seriously. Well, oh. guess who started? About four different phones went. You know. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of, there's a lot of common words. It really makes you think about like on Star Trek, why they had computer and how, how bad would that life have been? You know, oh. I wonder, has anyone now, I'm not going to be able to watch Star Trek the same way ever again. And neither are any of you after I finish talking, has anyone gone back to Star Trek and counted the number of times they just said the word computer, right? And the computer didn't answer, right? It answered when they when they wanted it to, but of course it's because it was scripted and it was it yeah. was an actor named Major <laughs> Barrett. But uh, like, how often did they just casually say the word computer and the whole ship didn't just light up on them? Exactly, right? Yeah. I'm here. What do you want? Yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe they yeah. actually fixed her in the future. <laughs> yes, <laughs> maybe correct. Apple fixed her by the time they got to Starfleet. I'll, contract. I'll, believe, I'll believe that. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, have to, I have to imagine they're playing with some of their machine learning AI stuff and that you shall hear it and then start to hear additional words and then yes. try to use AI to figure out, are you actually talking to me or are you just saying something? Conversation. Right. Yeah. Right. It's it, well, let's hope. But even, but yeah, I don't know. Man, I don't know. I don't know about the world. We're going to find out. We're definitely yeah. going to find out real soon now. And then there's the the other one that's funny. I got to share this with you guys. Years ago on Saturday Night Live, they did a skit about the A-Lady for old people. Oh, and yeah. It was very funny. You know, it was very yeah. funny. But it, it answered to anything, almost anything, sounding like, uh, like uh, uh, so that hopefully I didn't send them all off, you know. Well, now that my mother's 97 and in a nursing home and, and has has the A-Lady oh, there, oh, she can't remember her name to save her life. And, you know, <laughs> the different names that laugh, she comes up with. No, it, it is, though. You tell it, the story it, in a funny it, way. It's, yeah. yeah, it's the, the fact is, you know, life imitates art or art imitates life. And, and sure enough, I mean, she just cannot remember A-L-E-X-A to save her life. And, and the names that she comes up with and then gets angry with her for not responding. <laughs> I it's, love it. It's a, and I, I feel bad for mom. You know, she's doing her best there, but oh, dear, dear God me. That's uh, a, <laughs> and it, it just made that skit all that much funnier because they call it a bunch of different names, but the computer learning or the AI machine intelligence for old people picks it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're talking to me. <laughs> yeah, you're t- yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Funny. So, yeah. All right, Adam. Uh, yep. You have another cool stuff found for us before we yeah, have yeah. to pull the ripcord on this thing. Yeah, no problem. This yeah. is a this is a really cool one, and I have it now because my company finally approved me being able to upgrade to Ventura. Aha! And so when they sent me up with this M1 MacBook Pro that I have, uh, they gave me this really cheap, uh, you know, 
HD webcam thing sure. to hook on my monitor. And uh, they let me upgrade, and I realized, oh, I can use my iPhone in con- continuity camera, but I need a mount. And so I went and looked. This is the one that I think they actually sell through Apple, but you can get it in you know, Amazon, wherever. But the Belkin iPhone mount with MagSafe, uh, they make a laptop version, and this one that I particularly got because I use desktop monitors is a desktop monitor version. Um, and it works great. You throw it up there. Um, you put the iPhone, it snaps onto the back. It actually holds on nice and securely. Um, one downside, it only kind of has up and down adjustment. I don't know why they didn't put some sort of twist adjustment well, on there's it. There's no rotation adjustment. Yeah, no, there's no rotation oh, adjustment. Man. But I think the reason is, is because with, with continuity camera, you have center stage. Oh, so right. you just turn on center stage and it, it centers you. So like, okay. maybe you don't need it. I don't know. But n- now I get all the effects and stuff like that. And then you're showing it there. They also, it also has a tripod mount. So you can actually screw this into a tripod. It oh, compacts flat. So it'll fit in your bag. You can take it with you. It won't take up a lot of space. It's a little heavy. You know, it's metal. It's well yeah. built. So sure. Um, but it works great. Uh, the only weird thing is, you know, using your iPhone as a webcam, I sometimes forget it's up there. Like, I'll put it up there for a meeting oh. and they're like, Where, where's my phone? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so like little old man disease there. Um, but yeah, and, you, and then I was like, well, what about, because it doesn't deliver power. And I was like, oh, well, you just plug a cable in, into yeah. the side of it, right? If you need to, <laughs> you need to right, right. Or charge your right, phone, right? right? Yeah. So, um, so I mean, I'm sure maybe there's ones where you can actually, you know, plug into the bottom a power cord and it'll, it'll do that. Oh, but that's yeah, it snaps yeah. on and off pretty easily. It's not, it's not too bad. I haven't had it fall off or anything. So yeah, it's a nice little thing and um, I'm using it now and it works yeah, great. That's great. That's great. I, I, um, when, when we first, I went through a whole webcam fiasco a couple of years ago, like trying to find a decent webcam when we started streaming the show. And the reality is for 500 bucks or less, you can't buy a webcam that's any good. In fact, the best webcam for 500 bucks or less is like an iPhone SE or, you know, like and right. using it this way. And so I started using it with camo from reincubate because there was no continuity camera. Right. And I still use it with camo because I get way more control over how I do things. And it seems to be more reliable for us than continuity camera. Although your cameras worked fine today. Adam. Uh, but what that meant was I was looking for a way to mount this before Apple had even announced continuity camera. And so there were no, I want to mount my iPhone on top of my computer mount. So I have, I went through like a whole range of things and what I settled on was a clampable i it's it's got like a, a a gooseneck on it and it you clamp it onto i have it clamped onto the stand of my iMac here in the studio but it's built to be clamped onto you know anything like the a desk or whatever and it's got this gooseneck and it's got a, a pressure mount to put on the you know to hold, just hold the iPhone it's not using magsafe yeah. but the nice side effect of that is because of the way the, the pressure mount is like the gooseneck comes into the center of this pressure mount. I can hang the iPhone over my screen, like a lip over the screen. And it brings the camera down to where the, the camera on the screen is. Whereas most of these continuity camera mounts raise the camera above, you know, the iPhone's camera is above the screen and I like having the camera further down. So I'm looking for 
a you know a, an over the top of the monitor yeah, like hang it hang it on your monitor mount but but let it hang over a little bit like and let it be forward a little bit too because it it you know it just helps the the ang- the viewing angle and all that stuff but yep maybe I'm being yeah. too picky this know. one does have the ability to go for whatever reason portrait or landscape sure but... yeah oh, right that makes yeah. sense that yeah okay yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. What would be ideal is for Apple to put a camera dead center in the middle of your screen that it, but that the camera is looking through your pixels. Yes. How nice would that be? You listening uh, Apple? They, <laughs> they, well, they've had, there's been rumors about them looking into that technology for a really, really long time. For a time. long time. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. that would be I so nice heard. that, because throughout the show, for those watching, you know, we're looking down at the screen, we're well, looking over here, we're looking over the there. Other, you do a good job, Dave, of looking into the camera a lot. But, I try to. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I keep my my video monitor window up right below the camera. So even if I'm looking at that window, it kind of looks like I'm looking at the camera. It's closer right. to it. Right. Right. But um, if they, if, if they could master that technology, then the notch gets to go away on laptops too. Right. Yeah. I think way, way back when I read, like there was even companies looking at LCD technology where the LCD pixels and the camera pixels were just like, with each other. So basically yeah. your whole display becomes a video camera, oh, man. you know, like it's Ooh. like two way. Oh, I like that too. That's slick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or even if they just made like the top of the screen, those pixels, right. Cause yeah. they're probably more expensive and uh, you know, perhaps less yeah. flexible or something, but um, yeah, that's interesting. All yeah. right. Well, we have, uh, we have, we have used up all of everyone's time. And this, and now I think we could probably go for another, you know, seventy-five minutes. Uh, if I don't think we've thing. used the band's time that yet, though. No, Close. we haven't. <laughs> Adam, thank About you two. so much for taking your time. I, I this has been amazing. I, I love yeah, having you fun. here. Great. Yeah. All right. Well, like we'll, we'll, we'll do this again uh, sooner than we, we're not going to wait like another six hundred and ninety episodes. Six hundred episodes. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> tell people where they can find you in between now and the next time we have you on. Mine is really simple. It's MacCast, M-A-C-C-A-S-T, pretty much everywhere, MacCast.com, and then all over social media. So if you see MacCast, that's pretty much me. Sweet. Again, thank you, folks. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, folks, for listening. Thanks to Cashfly for providing all the bandwidth to get the show from us to you in addition to listening to, to MacCast, check out the other shows that we do. Pilot Pete does uh, So There I Was, a podcast uh, for anyone who's interested in great aviation stories. I do Business Brain for entrepreneurs and Gig Gab for working musicians. Check those out. We'll put links to everything in the show notes here, of course, at MacGeekGab.com. Check out our sponsors, which are also linked in the show notes. Hopwater, H-O-P-W-T-R dot com slash M-G-G. MacPaw.app slash MacGeekGab. LinkedIn.com slash M-G-G. Hey, uh, hey, Adam. If you had yes. to share three words, and they were the three words that are on Pete's shirt as a lasting piece of advice for everyone listening, what might those three words be? Don't get caught. Made on That's good advice. Thanks Ooh. for hanging out with us, folks. Later.